What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Perfect, 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 perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here for an impromptu edition of the C3 Carolina Cat Chronicles podcast. Because when news breaks like what just broke, man, shame on us if we didn't come on here and react for you guys. Tony has his internet cord sliced in half, and it doesn't matter. We're going to find a way to get on YouTube and talk about this. We already have 45 people in the chat room. My goodness. Listen, ain't nothing to it but to do it. No need to bury the lead. The Carolina Panthers have traded... For Sam Darnold, for I believe it is a sixth round pick in 2021 and a second round pick in 2022 and a 2022 fourth round pick. And man, this changes everything for what the Panthers are going to do in the draft, how we plan on building the team going forward, what that means for our quarterback room, quarterback competition (laughs) with Teddy Bridgewater. There's so much to talk about. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Without further ado, let me introduce my co-host here, your normal host for the C3 Panthers podcast, Tony Dunn. Tony, how are you, brother? I am alive and direct from my cell phone, as you indicated. My, I'm, I'm telling you, when you were texting me, the guy was knocking on my door saying, we just cut a cable outside. What is it? And my kid's like, the internet's out! Oh, no. Anyway. As I then flipped over to see what the news was, I saw that the Carolina Panthers had moved for Sam Darnold. Was the second round pick? I thought it was this year's second. Is it next year? No, no, 2022 second round pick. Okay. So we gave up a a six, 
this uh, year, yep. a two next year, and a four? Yeah, next year, yep. All right, uh, so I guess the initial question just is, do we like to move or not? And then the next part of the question is going to be, was this too much, too little, or just right? And I'm not going to lie, is that I'm happy to see where I'm, I'm not surprised to see that the Carolina Panthers did this. But I did think that they should be trying to sneak away with a three and a, you know, it, it's I'm a lot of draft capital next year. It's a significant amount of draft capital next year, but not a uh, unruly amount. So the Carolina Panthers have then have made a decisive move. And I guess the third question we'll be asking is what does this tell us what their thoughts were about how the top eight picks are going to unfold. Um, and I got some, uh, I got some important thoughts on it. And I want to uh, start by just going all the way back to the beginning. When we talked about Teddy Bridgewater not having what it takes or not showcasing what it takes to get this team through. And on top of that, as we continue to say, look, this organization is telling you this. It's not fans just hating on this. And again, look, the Panthers were in on Matt Stafford. Then they were uh, missed out on Deshaun Watson because of the legal concerns, or at least he's a non-issue. San Francisco moves aggressively up to three, saying quarterback is going one, two, and three. And now the Carolina Panthers, who have ultimately – what does this tell us about Teddy Bridgewater, right? Well, is I, how I, the Carolina Panthers – are they going to really honestly create a competition after giving up significant assets? And we know Teddy's feelings can get hurt. They are hurting right now. I really do think you have to. I mean, I, I, knowing that you have Bridgewater for another year and Sam Donald, yeah, I, I definitely think that's going to be a competition. Let me introduce our other guest, CK. CK, how are you, man? Oh, you know, just, uh, I mean, number one, I'm glad is this, to hear. Is this, a, is this a part of living the dream in your it's, opinion? It is, but you got to keep in mind, I never tell you the type of dream that it is. There is a, a nightmare right. is still a dream, bro. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that, no, that actually, but, yeah, go ahead. But, I'm, you know, with this, I mean, obviously, we, we, we are all surprised within the last hour to hear this news. Um, and, and, you know, we click quickly, uh, did we just do this? Are we getting like, and, and like from outside looking in, right. People who, when a lot of us Panthers fans, we have not seen a lot of film on Sam Darnold. We literally are only basing what we know off of what we've heard other people say, uh, and the fact that he doesn't have a winning record as a QB. Um, and so there are some things that, that we need to learn about Darnold still. Um, I personally, didn't think he should have been a two all right you know there shouldn't have been a second rounder i mean maybe more picks but maybe more than just three picks but not have a second rounder be a part of it um would have been my guess but i'm just happy to know that they are looking to actively move away from teddy bridgewater because teddy bridgewater i'll tell you right now if anybody who is a defender of teddy bridgewater saying like if you watch the film it's a, they literally just traded three draft picks so they don't have to go forward with Teddy Bridgewater for a QB that is proven less than, than Teddy Bridgewater has in his career. Right. Think about that. That's how much this organization did not trust Teddy Bridgewater to take the the helm and move us into the promised land. 
So th- I think this answers a lot of questions. The people that are watching the film that are in the organization saw the limitations that we as Panther fans saw, and they made a move just like we thought they would. Um, and uh, and the fact that it wasn't a, a draft pick, I'm not upset about. We knew at least four QBs were going to be gone by the time it gets to us. Do we really want the fifth best, best QB uh, with the number eight pick? Or can we do something better with that now? Yeah, so let's, let's really get to this full force. I mean, it says a lot about, one, Teddy Bridgewater, um, two, what we think about our prospects of landing on quarterback in the draft actually are. And number three, it says to me that they, you know, which again, I, we still need to ask the question on what happens if a Trey Lance does, for whatever reason, end up end up uh, falling to number eight. I don't think it will. And that's part of the reason why I think the Panthers even made this move, because uh, they were kind of reading the tea leaves that uh, Atlanta's looking to trade back. Uh, apparently the, the Detroit Lions are looking to trade back and a bunch of other quarterback needed teams picking in the teams. They're looking at the Panthers as the spot that you have to jump. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I was saying on the podcast, Atlanta, they were going to box us out. Even if we loved Trey Lance or Justin Fields, if they were there, they were going to trade that spot to someone else who wasn't their division rival. Now, let's go through this. Sam Darnold as a player. We need to talk about what we think about this because, dude, I was watching film all day today. I put it on my Twitter. I was watching film. I'm working on my big board, trying to put out my top 50 players of the draft. Um, I've been working on that. And then this news drops. And my initial reaction was anger. But then I had to just stop myself and say, okay, Cody, put your fan bias aside. If you were a general manager, how would you evaluate this move? And I think of it like this. Sam Darnold is 24 years old. That's the same age as Joe Burrow, okay? Once upon a time, Sam Darnold was considered to be the number one prospect in the 2017 draft. Everyone thought that he was going to go number one to the Browns. So then you pair that with he goes to Adam Gase, And Adam Gase is notorious for players leaving his coaching staff and then going on to have success in other places. Also knowing that we have Joe Brady still as our offensive coordinator and look at what he was able to do with Joe Burrow. And in the first year, Joe Burrow at LSU had nowhere near the kind of talent that projected him to be a number one pick in the draft. But with the right offensive system, the right coaching staff, the right players around that person, he was able to thrive and live up to his full potential. And let's be honest. Yeah, one last thing, and then I'll pass the mic to you, Tony. Another thing to consider is this. We know for a fact that we have his fifth-year option. So we have, I believe, another three years, two, okay, two, it's either two or three years left. Right, um, and I've been trying to figure this out, Cody. So he's drafted in 2018, correct? Uh, yeah, 2000. Uh, so no, 18, no, yeah, 2018. 2018. 18, 19, 20, three years. 21 is four now. 22 is five. So I think it is ultimately we get two years to decide if he is uh, more than a bridge if he needs an extension, 
that decision can be punted into 2022. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, Lynn says my, that my audio is cutting out. Let me let us know in the chat if we have any kind of audio <laughs> issues. Tony is not on his normal setup, so that's why his audio was a little bit uh, a little bit different right now. Um, but also, look, put your comments in the chat uh, about what you think Sam Darnold is going to be for us. I know there's a lot of optimists. There's a lot of pessimists. Uh, you know, Tony, I was saying on the podcast just recently that Sam Darnold needs to be a part of the Carolina Panthers backup plan. If, if we were not able to have the quarterback fall to us, then Sam Darnold had to be in the discussion because it was better than going into the season without him. You made the case that this was a break glass in case of emergency yes. kind of maneuver. And to be honest, the emergency is Teddy Bridgewater. A $63 million contract, and you put one year into him, and you saw that you got the best Teddy Bridgewater last year that you think you're going to get. That's what I think this says, is that we said, look, Teddy did exactly what Teddy was. And that was the thing is we saw the best of Teddy. And I think they're betting up there. They are, like you said, reading the tea leaves. They're saying, look, it's going to cost us way too much to move up. You know, San Francisco either beat us to the punch or we were not comfortable uh, leveraging those assets, which I have a hard time believing that, that we just wouldn't match San Francisco's deal because we gave up a significant amount for Darnold right here. I mean, it's a noteworthy amount. And we're going to be carrying some heavy fees when it comes to Teddy Bridgewater on the salary cap. Now, my, my, I'm excited about this move, Cody. I'm excited about this move because the sad is the, the biggest fear I had was, one, being backed into a corner and taking Mac Jones and you're not feeling comfortable about it at eight like you feel like you've got to pick a quarterback at eight and whoever's there even if you missed out on your guy you got to do it so I was worried about that I was also concerned about how I would be able to handle a Carolina Panthers offense with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm next year and how I would be able to get ultimately excited about the Panthers potential prospects you know, because at the beginning of a season, you're zero and zero, and we all want to be one and oh and on our way to the Super Bowl. I was wondering how Teddy Bridgewater, however, would shape my outlook for the potential for Carolina Panthers. Now, there is an optimism of an unknown that comes with Sam Darnold. But the key that makes me comfortable at this point with at least trying this is that Sam Darnold is an example of more than just a guy who was drafted by an organization and thrust into a difficult spot. Sam Darnold is an example of a guy who was drafted by an organization that was 100% dysfunctional under Adam Gase and all of their GM moves. Look at what Miami did in the wake of Adam Gase. Adam Gase left, and they finally found a way to start a positive trajectory. I'm not saying that everything about the Jets is awful and that Sam Darnold was complete victim of that, but the problems with the, the New York Jets were deeper and more systemic than just the offensive line on the field and a lack of talent. But there's, there's so a question. I, go ahead. 
I would say that the question that I have with all of this is number one, we've got to ask the question, what is the ceiling for Sam Darnold right now? We know what we get, right? We can hope right now, I think for a scenario where Sam Darnold turns out to be like a Ryan Tannehill leaving Gase and then having a comeback that allows the, the league to realize, okay, maybe Gase was the problem, right? Because that's really what happened. If you saw what happened from Miami, he left Miami, he left that environment. He started somewhere new that had talent around him already, and he thrived. Is he a top five quarterback? Absolutely not. But they were able to succeed as a franchise and come close in two years of him at the helm of making it to the Super Bowl, right? Did they Were they going to beat a, a high-powered Kansas City? No, and that is where the question is, what is the ceiling? Because if it's Ryan Tannehill, it's not bad. It's exciting because we're going to win some games. But are we going to do what Kansas City did with with uh, Sam Darnold at the at the helm? Because he is not going to be the type of quarterback, to, you know, at least at, on the surface, not knowing what his ceiling really is. Is he going to actually j- take this franchise to the next level? Now, he can sling it though. He can sling it, and that's the thing is we had a quarterback who couldn't sling it. We had a quarterback who didn't turn the ball over certainly, and turnovers are something that ruin a football game. But uh, defenses also create turnovers. And what I mean by that is, it's like, you can't just be like, well, we have an offense that doesn't turn over the ball. You need to have an offense that doesn't turn over the ball and a defense who also creates turnovers. But but the problem was, if there was a, a, a cap, a ceiling, and a limitation of what could be in Carolina's offense. Right? Yeah, yeah. And by, by the way, Lynn uh, chimes in with that. She says, uh, she says uh, coupled with our offensive weapons, too. And I think that's really what the Christian the, McCaffrey my, coming back. Oh yeah, Christian McCaffrey did And listen, other than a sixth round pick, the rest of our draft is still intact. So you have to realize now we're going to have a, a basically Scott Fitterer's first draft in the NFL is going to be to assemble an all star draft of protection and weapons for Sam Darnold to be able to continue to thrive. And so, look, real quick, before we go any, any further, uh, this is probably the most viewers we've ever had on the channel. 165 people watching on YouTube. If you haven't seen one set, and yeah, 175 across uh, YouTube, Periscope, Facebook. Listen, if you're on YouTube and you're a fan of the Panthers and you haven't seen us before, we're the C3 Carolina Cat Chronicles podcast. Hit the like and subscribe button. We do this every Tuesday night at 9. We do an in-depth uh, podcast about the Carolina Panthers. We've been dropping film reviews on all the best players in this year's draft. And especially now that we know that the Panthers more than likely aren't going to be drafting a quarterback, we're going to be looking at all the best offensive linemen, the best corners, the best players that the Panthers are going to be in consideration of picking in rounds one and two. So if you like the content, please hit the like, please hit the subscribe. And uh, hit the notification bell for whenever we go live. Um, and I think that actually leads us to a good segue. By the way, shout out to our man, Ken Folk and see for the $20 love bomb. You know we appreciate that love, man. Um, but let's talk about this. Because I really do think that, um, you know, what I just mentioned, the upside of having DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. And by the way, that's another Robbie Anderson, Sam Darnold connection. Uh, those two were teammates on the Jets, um, knowing that we have a, a, a very talented wonderkin offensive coordinator 
that is still down the road going to be considered for head coaching jobs. And I think the Panthers are looking at it like, what's more likely that the Panthers are able to turn around Sam Darnold and kick the tires and rejuvenate his career with a better supporting cast, a better locker room, and just a better team with a fresh environment. We have a brand new head coach, brand new offensive coordinator. There's something brand new happening here with the Carolina Panthers as this team undergoes a rebuild that it's never, frankly, gone through before. So at this point in time, the Panthers feel like they have a better bet of turning around Sam Darnold than they do of drafting a quarterback, and maybe you have to develop him for a year. Trey Lance yeah, it might not be plug and play, even potentially with one of the better of the, the prospects, right? I mean, is that, yes, there's going to be Trey Lance and Justin Fields. You throw them in there, their athleticism, their arm talent would probably lend to some immediate success and excitement, but there would also be limitations on how uh, well prepared they were for the pro game. Now you're getting kind of a touch. You're needing this guy. It's all fresh the page for Sam Darnold. And in many ways, this is just the – if you are optimistic as a Colts fan that Wentz can find some sort of resurgence in Indianapolis on a good team, you probably should be just as excited as a Carolina Panthers Panther fan that he could find a new – you know, turn a new leaf in a an improved organization because – the Panthers team was trending in the right direction, even at the last uh, last year. Even, despite it being a tough year, the defense got better throughout the year. The offense showed competency, but there was just true limitations there. And we didn't have Christian McCaffrey. I'm pumped about this because I do think we would have had to give up so much, Cody. Yeah, I do too. I, I think we would have had to move up a lot. We would have had to give up a few first-round picks. And I think this allows us to team build. And, you know, uh, people have been saying, you know, a lot of the Panther fans, there's a part of Panther fandom that has been wanting us to move off of the quarterback discussion completely, build the well, rest of the Right. Build the rest of the football team. So that way, you know, later on down the road, if we're in a position like the 49ers or whoever, who, you know, has the roster in place, and they're okay giving up a bundle of picks to really move up and go get that that player. You know, that's now – I mean, it's it's not just um, whether or not we want to do it. That's pretty much what we are doing. Uh, shout out to Adam Sanders for the 10 bucks Picking up Sewell or Kyle Pitts at this point might be, might be what we need to start looking at. Even Slater, we have to build around the quarterback now to make him successful. And this is a huge benefit to this. Because now, yeah, all of a sudden, J.C. Horn is in contention at number eight for the Carolina Panthers. Penny Sewell, by the way, Penny Sewell has like become my draft crush. I mean, learning about who he is as a player and as a person. Dude, Penny Sewell is a monster. All of a sudden, that possibility is now open for us at the eighth pick. Um, some people even said that now we might even be a, a, a candidate to trade back in the draft maybe somewhere in the teens, and get even more picks. It, it really does kind of open up the table of possibilities um, for what the Panthers can can do right now. Uh, let, let's go this. So, uh, uh, CK, what do you think the next move 
for the Carolina Panthers is going to be now because you know we yeah. could we could build our defense. Um, like I said, we can go cornerback at number eight and Patrick Sertain from Alabama, or um, like I said, J.C. Horn from South Carolina. The offensive line is a big question mark that we still need to bolster and get better at. What do you think the Carolina Panthers' next move is probably going to be here? Um, you know, I, I think right now the main focus is the draft. Um, it's I, I don't see a scenario where uh, the only other option I see other than taking Pitts or Sewell at the very beginning um, is going to be trading back. That's going to be the only way that I see anything else. The, them trying to recuperate some of the lost draft picks by trading out of the top 10, which, you know, I know uh, Federer hasn't necessarily had the luck of having a top 10 pick before. So, but he is synonymous for trading back, or at least he's a part of an organization that is known for that. Um, so I could see that. And then them make a really big push to try to build this offensive line and whatnot. Um, the things, and there's some news that I think everybody needs to also keep in mind. Sources are telling us that they the Panthers plan on exercising the fifth year option for Dar- Darnold like Im- immediately, um, and there's also because I think this is his fourth year, his fifth year. They, we would have to exercise it this year in order for us to have him next year, even. Um, but so we're going to sources tell reporters that's going to be the case, and from what Ian Rappaport said, we are going to be we have we we're in the market of trading Teddy Bridgewater now. So now we're in this. But again, I think we're exactly where we were last year with Cam Newton, and that's the problem. So I don't. I think we've we've played our cards. We've put things out there that we're trying to do these things, and now people know that we have to get rid of Teddy Bridgewater. There is no other option. We can't keep Teddy Bridgewater on this on this roster right now. Like that is the only option. So people aren't. They're just gonna they're gonna be like, all right, you know, we'll take him off your hands if you send us the second round pick and. Uh, and Teddy Bridgewater, and then we'll give you a sixth round pick to actually make it a transaction, you know, yeah. so where we would lose the trade and lose value in doing it, but we'd at least get him off of our books. Um, so honest- that actually, yeah, well, that actually leads me to, leads me to a, a good question before we go any forward, uh, to our, our friend Punch in the chat. Shout out to his wife, Haley, appreciate the love and support. Um, but let me ask you guys this because you know, that is a good question. You know, I was just assuming, and this is where I want to get your guys' input and the input of everyone in our chat room now. By the way, 211 viewers, hit the like button, hit the subscribe. Thank you for showing up for hey. us. Um, yeah, let, let me... Is let my me audio ask. better now? No. No, I sound what? pretty much the same. Uh, you sound it's pretty the much same? the same. Yeah, you oh, sound man. pretty much the same. Yeah, but Am I right. love? I mean, no, you're understandable. I mean, we, we can hear what you're saying. Um... But yeah, so let me, let me, uh, I guess let me ask it this way, right? Um, you know, now that we have Sam Darnold on the football team, you know, we've already talked about how this kind of opens up, um, you know, uh, what we're going to do in the draft, right? But, you know, I was just kind of assuming that, you know, there's going to be a quarterback battle between Teddy Bridgewater and, uh, now Sam Darnold. But now, you know, CK is saying he's hearing that we're trying to trade him. What do we do on the Sam Darnold front? I mean, on the uh, Teddy Bridgewater front. Like, uh, I mean, what if we get to a situation where there just isn't a ton of teams that are clamoring to trade for Teddy Bridgewater? Like, one, do you think that we're even going to be able to trade him? And if we did, 
what are we even going to get for Teddy Bridgewater? Nothing. You're not going to get anything for him. We're going to lose. We're going to lose something. The the only thing that I guess could be heartening about the whole situation, Cody, is that everybody knew the Jets were going to be trading Sam Darnold, and somehow they still got something. So I guess maybe you could say, you know, maybe you have to wait. Um, what about this? Is I don't know how uncomfortable that room would be, but what if what if you kept him on the team and he was your backup? And and what's you know if if something happened to Sam Darnold, at least you have a guy that's that, that's familiar with the team. Or what happens if you wait long enough and another team gets an injury at quarterback uh, somewhere halfway that's through the season? That's our only hope. And then you trade him. I almost feel like if you offload, the quicker you offload him, the less he'll be worth. And really, will it save you much money? Because a lot of his money was guaranteed, and so you're still going to have to pay a lot this year. Uh, even if you trade him, when you trade him, you still pay that guaranteed money. Yeah. No. So, so uh, by the way, uh, uh, Keith uh, uh, Sanderveer, I forget. Forgive me if I butchered your last name. Uh, he said Sam never had a quarterback coach in his first three seasons which is crazy to me that's weird that they didn't have it a was quarterback gay. Coach. they probably it was just Gase, like being yeah, yeah but, but the uh, Gase and the problem with the whole Gase thing is his only claim to fame was that he was a quarterback coach for incredible quarterbacks who yeah, were Peyton good quarterbacks yeah, yeah, like Peyton that Manning was like like made Adam Gase's entire career just yes, by being attached to absolutely him. and so the, I mean right now we can hope uh, that that there is an option for resurgence for Sam Darnold. Again, my biggest concern is what is his ceiling? Um, I think, and, and when you look at it in the context, like Cody, you talked about, is we're not giving a tremendous amount up. Do I wish we wouldn't have given three picks, including a second rounder? Yes, I do wish we wouldn't have gone with the second rounder um, because, you, you, like I said, the value of a second rounder is still more likely to start than a fourth or sixth rounder or third rounder, right? Um, not impossible, but more more likely to. But the the reality is, I think that when you look at the fact that we are in, and now Atlanta is saying, like they have articles out about how Justin Fields is going to be a good fit for them. Like obviously it's their media team. So whether or not they're going to take him is completely you know up in the air. But we already know that, it, at least we can ascertain, that four of the top five quarterbacks are going to be off the off the board. Hands down when we go up there at the eighth pick. Right. And so now you've just got to either hope if you didn't go make this move, you've got to either hope that it's not Mac Jones there at the fifth and that it's Trey Lance uh, or Justin Fields, uh, or you're going to have to do something else that makes this, uh, you know, makes this a much more high, you know, you're going to have to give away a lot more to trade up in the draft than what we got. And are you going to get more out of somebody that is still unproven as just as much as Darnold is? You can sit here and say he's had an opportunity, but you and I both know. His offensive line has been garbage. He hasn't had weapons. You can sit there and say Robbie Anderson, but you know, even even when you watch the the good plays to Robbie Anderson, he has barely any time to get the ball down the field. Like, and so you, you can't even put put that all on him that that he's not able to you know make those completions and make Robbie Anderson look good. So I don't think he's had real honest uh, a good offense that was setting him up for success. Um, and they don't have a great defense either. So. He's always had to basically play, and a lot of people, if you mentioned it, Cody, 
there's there's the question about whether the the stupid moments are because he has to feel like he has to carry the team because when you're behind you have to do that um the thing that's different is at least he's trying to bring his team back whereas teddy bridgewater on a third and 15 down by two touchdowns in the final five minutes of the game is going to check it down because it's an easier pass that's the difference Right. Uh, you know, Sam Darnold is now kind of infa- infamous for his Monday night football. I'm sitting ghost uh, uh, right. you know, when he was mic'd up when he probably shouldn't have been. But uh, the bell. Oh, that's right. That's exactly what he said. And you know what? And, and, and God bless him. He should have been. Yeah, I, got a, I got a couple of points I want to make real quick, Cody. Number one is uh, to what CK said is that. Sam Darnold is a, an example of the immense amount of pressure we put on top sweet, top round quarterbacks, right? And what what this means is is that there's very few guys that can walk into a situation with limited college experience into a, a dumpster fire and persevere. Some guys can. We see it every now and then. But even the ones who do really well. Uh, like, look at Patrick Mahomes. He kind of walked into a fantastic situation. It is very rare that we see a guy go onto a terrible team and that kind of weather the storm. And in so many cases, we could go down the list, go look at all the Carr brothers or all of this, right, is that these people have been somewhat adequate, but the, uh, the amount of that was asked upon them was insane. So I do think that's an important point to note with Darnold, like it, maybe we are a little too quick to write people off uh, yeah. in a win win down league. But I do want to return to the draft question quickly, Cody. And my my thing about this trade that really, I think this maybe this trade can unite Carolina Panther fans right now. Right, there has been a, a like a civil war going on between people who think that you must get a quarterback in a draft. And then versus the people that say there's no way that that will work and we need to build another way. This gives us an opportunity to do what we needed to do so badly and for so long. And what we have been saying in build that, that wall. wall, right? Build and now we wall. can, now we can, you know what is now if we draft a, a left tackle at eight on draft night, you're going to say we needed to do this. And yeah. I'm going to say it, and we're all going to be fine with it. Instead of us just all flipping out over the lack of the glass is half full or half empty or whatever it is, there's no future for the Carolina Panthers. This is a kind of a way to do it down the middle of the road. It, it is. And, and, you know, someone pointed out in our chat room earlier, too, you know, you think about somebody um, like Drew Brees who started his career with the San Diego Chargers. And then later on, when he was paired with an offensive guru like a Sean Payton, you were able to see the full dearth of his potential and what he was able to do. And I think a lot of people um, are are kind of making that comparison also. And and that now, if you're able to put him in a situation where he can thrive and put him with the weapons and with the protection, then all of a sudden you're looking at a different player. And, you know, people who are on Twitter – They've seen the clips go around. There are times when Sam Darnold will make throws, like moving to his left, turning back to his right, and throwing back across his body and throwing a dart downfield. Yeah, dissecting double coverage. Yeah, I mean, there are moments when he does shine 
really bright. And I think um, uh, looking at that potential and what Joe Brady has shown his capability to do, um, uh, one with the Saints and then with LSU and turning Joe Burrow into the first pick in the draft, I I really do think uh, a lot of people in in the Panthers are looking at this as – the potential to rejuvenate his career for the better forever. And let's man, not forget, let's not forget Christian McCaffrey returning to this team and a guy who is the best running back in the league, right? Everybody yeah. wants to, it's the flavor of the week. And I know that Derrick Henry is a monster. He is the John Henry or Paul Bunyan or whatever the right uh, example is for running back in the sledgehammer. I think that's Paul Henry. But, and look, I love me some, uh, who's the guy from the Saints? I don't know why it's escaping me right now. Who's the, uh, the, the running back. That's just like Christian, the black. Oh, Christian come on, character. come on. Alvin Kamara. Come on. Thank you. Alvin Kamara. I love him too. I think he's sensational. So I'll, I'll listen to all of those discussions, but we know that Christian McCaffrey is special. So imagine this is not only are you getting a, a quarterback that gives you kind of this upside you are marrying, in, marrying him into a situation that's better than one he's seen ever before. There's more talent on this Carolina Panthers offense right now than there's been on any Jets team that he's been on. True, 100%. And uh, by the way, humble flip, no fool, says, Cody, you always screaming arm talent. Is it there or not? Nah? And look, I'm here to tell you, man, that it is. I think, listen, there's a ton of Jets fans in our chat room right now. Uh, talking to us and, and shout out to you guys. Thanks for coming in and hanging out with us. Um, you know, a lot of those uh, Jet fans will will tell you one, but not only just about the kind of um, uh, person that that Sam Darnold is, but like he has never been in a situation in which he could thrive. And I'm willing to bet this about Sam Darnold and Tony. I've said this on our podcast. Teddy Bridgewater. We say, you know, he didn't have the arm talent to make the throws down the football field. Well, no, I say it's even worse than that. Teddy Bridgewater didn't have the balls to throw the football down the field when it mattered, when he had DJ Moore uh, wide open down the sideline on go routes. And, you know, Sam Darnold, knowing everything that has been said about him, oh, he's, he's a bust, he's a wash. Oh, yeah, Zach Wilson, way better than Sam Darnold. Uh, you know, he has had to hear, I don't know to what degree he's on social media. In fact, I think he's kind of off social media. Yeah. But um, just the fact uh, that man is going to have a chip on his shoulder. And I will bet you anything that Sam Darnold is not going to be afraid to take the chances that Bridgewater outright refused to take last year. Well, you are, you are nailing it, Cody, and I'll tell you this, is that one of the things that I would almost rather have a quarterback that is willing to take a couple, take more chances than a guy who's afraid to pull the trigger. And we saw that under Jimmy Clausen. Jimmy Clausen was just, you want to talk about a guy seeing ghosts, he didn't know what to do, so he just checked it down every down. Teddy Bridgewater is a combination of an inability to physically do it, right? He knows he can't just missile it in, rifle it in. So he plays cautiously because of that. And there is a temperament there too. He takes the safe option so many times. And I think he's aware of his physical limitations. So yes, Darnold comes with a ton of interceptions. He does. 
But at least to me, that tells you the guy's willing to take a chance and push the ball downfield. And we've seen a team that was scared to do that. And it's just, it's hard. And this is going to open up so many things for Joe Brady in the offense. It's going to open up things for Christian McCaffrey, I think. And the last point I'm going to make is my buddy Scott Mason from Play Like a Jet is coming on the podcast tomorrow, hopefully. I hope I'm going to nail down the time. And what I think he is going to ultimately tell us, right, when it comes to Sam Darnold, is that, I mean, he will, is that pushing the ball down the field is going to help. It has to help. Oh, no, this was the point I was going to make. I forgot. It escaped me while I just brought up his name. He said this, is that if Sam Darnold goes to the Carolina Panthers and rejuvenates his career, go ahead and mark it in the book that Joe Brady's going to be a head coach. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, without question. Yeah, and that that's our saving grace that Joe Brady didn't leave us this year. Uh, you know, is that he didn't take the job at the Chargers or the Falcons or any other of the teams that were, you know, in the running to hire their next uh, Sean McVay. Uh, I mean, that's, you know, kind of what people are uh, putting Joe Brady on that trajectory of. That is that young offensive wonder can. Um, and then, he, look, here's another bold prediction. DJ Moore is about to be viewed. Listen, if Ooh. Sam, if, if Sam Darnold, can just fucking be good and distribute the ball well and be accurate down the field and be on time. Dude, I'm telling you, the NFL is going to see DJ Moore as a top five wide receiver in the NFL. I maintain that it was the same thing with DeAndre Hopkins. No one considered DeAndre Hopkins a top talent at wide receiver until he had Deshaun Watson consistently throwing him the football. And he was making plays even before that. DJ Moore has damn near been a thousand yard receiver every year here in Carolina. I mean, listen, this has the potential to take our offense to the next level if Sam can be the best version of himself. And I think that's what the Carolina Panthers are betting on big right now. And, you know, it's funny, guys, because as we've sat here and talked about this, I'm way more positive and higher on this move than I was even coming into this, right? I told you on the show last week, I told you on the show, I would not be mad if this happened. Yeah. I would I mean, not be mad if this happened. And I'm not, I want to ask you, Cody, what, what do we do now? Is there any chance that you've seen people in the chat talking about Kyle Pitts to the Panthers at eight? They've met with him several times. I don't know if Pitts makes it there. In fact, I was starting to, I was just thinking, dreaming up an article for the website about how if Atlanta takes Kyle Pitts, if they're allured by Kyle Pitts, that could change the entire dynamic of what we thought was going to happen in, in those top picks. But how would you feel if Carolina went offensive and aggressive and added a piece on offense in this top 10 and then started looking at the offensive lines in round, well, two, three? Yeah. And can, can you – I almost think it would be, at first, it sounded ludicrous to me. Right now, maybe if the top tackle is there, you got to do it. But if the top tackle is gone, and maybe you should, or maybe even the top two, which I don't know if that's going to happen, maybe you should think about this. It's like we just invested so much on the defense last year. We have this quarterback we're kind of stuck with for two years. The goal is not to be bad next year now. Right. Yeah. So maybe you do. Maybe you try to bring in – uh, a game changer, and my question is, who is that? Is it Kyle Pitts at eight? Could he make it? Or 
or should we start be thinking about the Waddle guy or the uh, – you yeah. tell me the receivers that we should be thinking of, or is that uh, premature given the talent we already got now? Well, now that the quarterback is off the board for us, and if Atlanta is indeed willing to trade down – if it's if an unprecedented moment happened where four quarterbacks go in the first four picks, dude, now that's beneficial to us because it means that a ton of really, really good football players are going to be bumped down to us, including the likes of the Heisman Trophy winner, Devonta Smith, wide receiver from Alabama, who, in my opinion, is the number one wide receiver in this year's draft class. A lot of people like Jamar Chase, and they kind of think that he'll reunite with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati with the fifth pick. But I'm telling you, man, um, you even have players like Jalen Waddle, who you mentioned, who has an unprecedented ability to take the top off the defense. I compare him very similar uh, to what Henry Ruggs was able to do last year for Alabama. I mean, the dude can just – he probably runs a 4-2. And, and, dude, he will make you miss in space. I mean, he will come into the NFL as one of the fastest receivers in the NFL bar none. Um my problem with that, though, is, again, knowing that we have to undergo this task of rejuvenating a player who has a ton of, um, you know, it, when he was seeing ghosts, he was under pressure all night from zero blitzes from Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Like, they were just pressuring him left and right. If you're really serious about rejuvenating Sam Donald's career and getting the most out of him, I really think it's a disservice to not go offensive line, especially if Penae Sewell or Rashawn Slater are, are sitting there on the board. Uh, I mean, knowing that we don't have a lot of long-term depth um, on the offensive line anyway, uh, man, it, it's time to build that wall, man. Build an offensive line and protect your quarterback. I think DJ Moore, uh, Robbie Anderson, and Christian McCaffrey by themselves is an incredible group of weapons. And there's going to be players that are available in the later rounds, like Amari Rogers uh, from Clemson that's going to be there maybe in the third or fourth round, or Shai Smith out of South Carolina. Uh, I just think the premium, the premium positions – which right now, in my opinion, is offensive line and cornerback. You have to take care of those if you have a, a, a stud, a game changer that lands to you. I think you're eight. right. I think you're right. Is there any chance that the Carolina Panthers become a trade destination for a team at eight? Sure. I mean, I don't know. What's the scenario looking like if, man, could you imagine? Okay, how would we feel? How would Panther fans feel? If we have Sam Darnold and Trey Lance or Justin Fields, for whatever reason, does end up falling to us. Man, what a crazy fucking thing. Oh, uh, what a crusher that would be. Dude, no, actually, no, no. It wouldn't be a crusher at all. Here's the well, thing is, like, Sam Darnold still is going to have a, a trade value if we decided to move on from him for whatever reason. Number one, he's he is it, it, he it, it, he costs nothing this year, right? Like as far as this is his fourth year in the league, he's not going to be a tremendous hit on the on the. Uh, I mean, it's not great, but he's not going to be a, like a ridiculous hit on our cap. It's basically we should definitely take advantage of this year with Sam Darnold, regardless. But we can still trade him, and then we can see what we have if we ended up picking a you know quarterback. I think, in my personal opinion, if Trey Lance or Justin Field is there at eight, we trade back and let somebody else take it. Like, and then we uh, we ask the farm for it. 
Because if they're wanting him, they want him bad, right? Because they need a quarterback. And I think they'd be willing to give us back more than what we get, we gave up for Sam Darnold uh, to move back and, and hopefully not too far back either. Um, it's not happening. It's, it, it, you know what? Why are we even talking about it, Curry? Because it ain't happening. Well, that's the, the reason. The only, the only reason. Only reason I brought it up was because you said, "Are we? A, are we going to be a trade right, destination right. for people moving up?" And and I would say yes if one of those quarterbacks does indeed fall to us, and we know that we we've hitched our wagon to Sam Darnold. That's the then, only way. Then, yeah. yeah. Then yeah, because really, I mean, I think the whole point of this is that we can sit there with a top ten pick. And not have to worry about moving up or down. We're going to have a top yeah. ten blue blue chip player. Just and pick it, a tackle and, and move on. Yeah, Just pick dude. a tackle and move on, folks. Take, Cam Irvin is not the solution for no. for us going forward. So hell we no. need a left tackle. Let's not overcomplicate it. Just take the damn offensive tackle and then try to figure out what you're going to do in the second to make this team better. Yeah, uh, humble flip note fool says Scott Ferrier just went live. Yeah, give us some cliff notes, man. Um, yeah, listen, uh, just knowing that we have a top 10 pick, we don't have to do anything now. We know that we're guaranteed to either get the bet one of our, our two favorite cornerback prospects in the draft, which is more than likely going to be either Patrick Sertain or uh, JC Horn. Which I'm a JC Horn fan. Check out the content, the film room that we did on this channel. Um, and you know, I, I really like Patrick Sertan as well, but also knowing that you're going to have a bookend left tackle that you're going to be able to plug and play, it's definitely going to be either of Penay Soul or Rashawn Slater. And both of those guys are grading out incredibly high for me. I mean, well, I would what happens them- this, Cody? There is, I mean, uh, there is a scenario where um, Cincinnati takes Soul and they have. Detroit takes uh, a left tackle. I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit isn't in a market for that. Shouldn't they be yeah. saying something similar around Sam Dorner? And I don't know the details of what their offensive line was last year, but if I remember correctly, um, Matthew Stafford didn't have the most protection in that game that we played against. Yeah. Um, so – you know, and even when you mentioned that, uh, the offensive tackles, even if they go ahead of us, again, there are going to be players that are going to bump down to us. So, listen, it, it, you know, these are names that are, in, that are in contention for us, right? Michael Parsons, Patrick Sertain, um, J.C. Horn, um, you know, Caleb Farley has kind of fallen because of his injuries. Um, but, you know, and – it. Yeah. See, and th- that's the thing. Kyle Pitts, as a receiving weapon, again, I'm just being honest. I'm not very high on the man as a blocker. I kind of think it's a nil point, though, because no one's really yeah. going to use him as a blocker. Yeah. But, but, dude, Kyle Pitts, man, we have been missing that nimble, big-bodied receiver that can go up and make a play in the end zone and can get up above the heads of the defenders and safeties and come down with the football. And the Panthers just haven't had that forever. It's what we he's thought the we only, had. He's it's the only we... offensive skill player I would want, Cody, at this spot. And it would be just like you described, right, if these tackles went out. The reason I would be okay with the pit addition is I think he would be easily incorporated into the offense. Yeah. 
right? You go and you get a receiver. Look, we got Robbie Anderson. We got DJ Moore. How are we going to try to get them reps? We didn't, you know, we don't like, is that the rookie? Like, we got to give the rookie all this. It, at least, you know what? We have a need at tight end. Like, hey, you go stand right there and we're going to teach you what to do in, in this system. Yeah. That's the only skilled player I think I would be interested in when it comes to the offense. And I got to tell you, it takes a lot for Tony Dunn to say that. Because what do I not like? Tight ends in the first round. Tight ends in the first round. Oh, my God. Yeah, so. man. <laughs> um, you know, okay, j- jump in on this one, man. I'm, yeah. I'm you know – Again, we we know now that this put this puts us in a position to just draft a blue chip player yeah. in, in the top ten. Let's go back to that other scenario where the quarterbacks fall though, because you're like without a doubt, and I, I kind of want to tackle this while we have all the people watching and while we're you know talking about this. Let's just say let's throw out this hypothetical so that way we can discuss it in case it should happen and get our feelings about it. If we have Sam Darnold and one of the quarterbacks does fall to us. So let's just say Trey Lance does fall to the eighth pick in the draft. Does this move now mean that quarterback is 100% off of the board for us? I'm asking all of you and everyone in the chat. Is quarterback a done deal in the top 10, no matter what, no matter how the board falls? Yes, because we know the the only two quarterbacks in this draft that you can confidently say are able to lead a team to a uh, to be a real or to be elite in this league. You can say with confidence uh, is is Trevor Lawrence and a slight you know and, and there's still question marks about Zach Wilson, but he has a better chance than the all all, all the other five, uh, other three quarterbacks that are in the in the uh, top five, right? Trey Lance, Justin Fields, uh, and, and Mac Jones all have a lot of question marks surrounding them. So I think right now, yes, I think we've got somebody who has equally the same amount of question marks, um, and he has equally the same amount of upside if he is able to actually get his confidence back. So I think we're 100% out of the quarterback race. I don't think we were ever going to be drafting a quarterback at eight if we weren't able to get uh, Trevor Lawrence or... Uh, Justin or um, or uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, it was always going to be trade for Watson, trade for Seattle, trade for uh, an established QB uh, or nothing. And that's what I think they tried to do here with Sam Darnold. Chuck from Elizabeth City says, if Lance is there, someone would trade us a King's ransom in, I think order, so in order to pick him. And I, think I, think, so. and I think that's kind of the mindset here. And that's why people are um, – you know, really thinking that we could be a, a potential trade partner now. I mean, what if, you know, uh, the all the talk has been that the 49ers are going to pay Matt Jones at it's number three. It's a lie. Three. It's a lie. It's a smokescreen. I believe I, that Shanahan does like him, though. Oh, shush. I, I really do. It. I've heard this. It's Dan Patrick on, or, you know, the, I think it was Dan Patrick that was talking about this. I heard, or God, maybe it was Josh Norris. Ultimately, is that Shanahan was interested in Mac Jones, but the upper office in John Lynch. It was it was Dan Patrick, but the upper office with uh, John Lynch was more interested in the upside of a guy like Lance or Fields. I believe it's all smoke, man. 
is that Kyle Shanahan ran a, a, a crazy awesome offense with RG3, man. He, you're going to try to tell me that a guy who predicates his entire offense around a running attack is not interested in a quarterback that can run the actual ball? Don't believe it for a second, right? Is that they traded up. That's the only thing. That's the only way that it's going to make a Trey Lance or Justin Fields fall to eight is if the 49ers are ridiculous enough to pick Mac Jones at three. And if they traded all of that to get a guy that they could have maybe gotten at 10 before, then shame on them. So I don't, I believe it's a moot point, Cody. I think this, I think there's going to be four quarterbacks that go before seven, before the Carolina Panthers pick. And I don't think any of those will be named Mac Jones. I, I, I think it's Lawrence Wilson and then Fields and Lance, or you flip them around, and then the real question of Mark, is it, is it Atlanta picking them, or is it someone trading into the Atlanta spot? Because who's after that? Cincinnati? Okay, they're going to take a tackle. Who's next? Uh, who's, that? So, who's that six? The, uh, is what, that the Dolphins? Uh, no, the six is now. Yeah, six is the Dolphins. Okay, so maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe there's only three that go there. So, uh, real quick, uh, again, I'm just kind of reporting what I'm seeing in the chat room for people that are updating me. Uh, Scott Fairer um, uh, wouldn't rule out uh, drafting a quarterback, even going on to say, I don't wow. think you can have enough good quarterbacks. And, man, that's uh, that's kind of crazy to me, man, because like, it's like it says He's to me that, that so someone will trade – for him or something like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, he ain't saying that for me. Either that or this is just it. a super expensive insurance policy. Like, maybe we do want a quarterback to fall to us. Maybe they are in love with Trey Lance, but instead of kicking the can down the road and having some team um, uh, jump ahead of you for your backup plan in the forms of Sam Darnold, maybe they have the mindset of, you know what? Let's get this out the way. Let's make sure that without a shadow of a doubt, we have uh, a replacement for Teddy Bridgewater on the roster and Sam Darnold that we know that we're going to be able to try and uh, rejuvenate and try and make his career better here in Carolina. But on the off chance that one of our guys falls to us that we like at the quarterback position, maybe they do still take him. And listen, if that happens... I'm not going to necessarily be mad at that either because it just means that we're going to have a quarterback that definitely isn't afraid to throw the fucking football downfield. And that's what Panthers have been wanting for years. It's going to make for an awkward, awkward quarterback's room, though, if we draft just a Trey Lance, we bring in Sam Darnold, and here is Teddy Bridgewater now assistant <laughs> to Joe Brady teaching the offense. Poor Sam, dude, huh? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, mean, well, I mean, it just would be, you know, because Sam Darnold, you got to think he's excited about this. Oh, get, yeah, out of the, get out of the toxic environment that is New York and always has been New York, right, when it comes to the Jets. I mean, they have been looking. Look, I mean, it's a wonder Sanchez didn't kill himself in there during that time. If they wouldn't have made that one playoff run, where they made the AFC Championship, I think he might have offed himself. They were so they were mean. I mean, the butt fumble. I thought, oh, this guy is yeah. going to be done yeah. in New York. Like they are going to roast him forever. It's a lot of pressure and stress on those guys. 
And you guys, and Sam Darnold is probably like, Jesus Christ, if you can see Adam Gase, look at what I'm working with here. Yeah. So he's got to be excited about that fresh leaf. Man, on draft night, imagine his heart, his stomach, his face, if they said the Carolina Panthers select Trey Lance. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That, but the, like, and they're not wrong in the chat. This made the draft that much more exciting, right? Yeah. Right. We're going to be coming in with no idea of what they're doing. Like, if if a quarterback was there that we like at eight, we're assuming they're taking a quarterback. Well, there isn't going to be much question marks around that at all. But, like, right now, we could do anything. Like, draft night, the show, by the way, all 285 of you people in here, that are watching, showing this love to us. I appreciate that. We will be doing a live draft show, so be sure to show up there, but we're also here every Tuesday night, and be sure to hit that like button. Anyway, yeah, but the, the draft is going to be so much more interesting. You're absolutely right. And uh, Scott Fitter dropping some more bombs on us. Uh, we're going to find – this is uh, pertaining to Taylor Bridgewater. We're going to find the right place for him, whether it's here or someplace else. And listen, I maintain – that it never took a rocket scientist to see that Teddy Bridgewater limited this offense. Yeah. It was it was Amen. apparent to us. It was apparent to us, and it was apparent to every uh, not it, it was it was apparent to every non-Teddy Bridgewater nut hugger that just wanted to defend him just because it was the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Like on this podcast, we got so much shit at the start of the season for yeah. saying that none of us believed that Teddy Bridgewater was going to be able to even replicate what he did with New Orleans because New Orleans had the better offensive line. They had the better receivers. They had the better head coach to, to uh, call the plays up. He just, bottom line, was in a better situation for him to succeed. He was not and able to do that. he still barely did anything. Yeah, still he, still, he won one game in the fourth quarter for them, I believe. But they like they would win those games with like 128 yards passing yards, and it was like the it's kind of reminiscent of who's the one guy you love from the Mormon school that's with uh, the Saints. Oh, uh, Taysom Hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know what is that when Drew Brees was out, he came in and won a couple of games too, and it was nothing special, right? It's, uh, so it was apparent to the Carolina Panthers. That's a tough comment right there. That means this is we're going to find the right. I mean, it could be at Target that we find your place, Teddy Bridgewater. I just don't think that anybody is going to give us anything for Teddy Bridgewater. Who and we, might have tough, to, we might we have might just taken our medicine and said this sucks. We're cutting you. Yeah, that no, I don't think that's going to his cap space. I mean, the amount of cap that he takes is just, might as well keep him on as a backup in case something goes crazy, right? Because that is the reality that is Teddy Bridgewater. He is a very good backup but I don't see him being a starter in this league, right? And so I don't think with the hit that he has, I don't think we cut him. I think he stays and he's he's backing up who, you know, Sam Darnold, or they give Sam Darnold an entire year to learn the offense without, like, you know, maybe they have yeah. him behind Teddy Bridgewater, which I know none no, of us like that. No, no. Nobody not. likes that, but that could be what happens if there is no suitors. I mean, let's be honest. No. Are, are we going to be keeping uh, Teddy Bridgewater on this uh, roster? We're hoping not. 
But I mean, listen, our, our general manager point blank just told the fucking world we're looking to kick this dude to the fucking curb, man. That even means this. I think that that statement, Cody, means that he can't, that we really just know that he can't be part of the team this year. Yeah. I like this comment from Dirty Meatball. He says the way Teddy limited the Panthers offense is how Adam Gates limited Sam Darn. Oh, oh, the that, Panther, that, Panthers that. trending up, no doubt. And I mean, this is what the optimism is right now, you know, that the Panthers have a guy and we're in a good situation to rejuvenate his career and, and make something of him, you know? Um, and, and again, I mean, not only am I feeling better about Sam, the player, and what he might be able to do with us, with Joe Brady and DJ Moore and McCaffrey and a rebuilt offensive line, um, but it's also the fact that now, our draft strategy is BPA, baby, best player available. And it sounds like no matter what the position is. Even quarterback. Even, even, even quarterback. We're, we're in position to literally do whatever the hell we want. Just sit back at number eight and chill and just yeah. let the yeah. board fall to us. Or if somebody's willing to move up for a metric fuck ton of picks, then you know what? We can back up a little bit and continue to build, maybe add another tight end or another receiver that we wouldn't have been able yeah. to add otherwise. Yeah. It opens firm, up I, the doors of possibilities. I firmly believe this is going to be one of the most exciting drafts in NFL history. Yeah. And I think it's because of the quarterback position dominates every the headlines. It dominates teams. And there's a reason they get paid so much and this and that, right? We all see that the elite quarterback is necessary for football to be as exciting as it is. The NFL as a whole benefits when quarterback play is exceptional, right? Is that yeah, there, yes. was, there was a sort of fear at one point was how were you going to replace the excitement that Tom Brady, uh, Peyton Manning, and Drew Brees, three historically great players, brought for the last 20 years to football? There was a fear at a moment of like, yeah. what's going to happen with the changing of the guard? And, you know, then you get Patrick Mahomes. You had Cam before that excitement. You know, so there's guys that have come in and done it. So we know the quarterback is just so essentially important. And that's going to make this draft so fun because the common NFL fan, whether you tune in every week on YouTube to the C3 Panthers podcast Tuesday night to the person that just looked uh, on draft night a couple of days after the draft, and when the season kicks off, you're going to know the names in this top 10, right? Yeah. Like my mother might even know some of the names in this top 10 when she hears them. And we're talking the entire top 10 being recognizable almost. That is going to make some awesome storylines and intrigue going into this draft. Yeah. Eric Erickson, we absolutely read the comments. We love your comments and keep them rolling. Man, we have 286 people in the chat. Uh, we have uh, crushed 2,000 subscribers finally. So listen, if you like the content that we provide, listen, if you haven't been able to tell yet, we love us some Carolina Panthers, dude. We made some time to come up and talk here because we had to talk about this. We've been talking about quarterback for months now. Yeah, man, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe. We talk about the Carolina Panthers every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. You know, sometimes we talk too long. But you know what? You'll never be without us because we go every Tuesday night 
all year round. We don't take time off in the offseason. We're always about some Carolina Panthers and some Carolina Panther news, and we're trying to find ways to upgrade the show all the time. So if you like the content, hit the like, hit the subscribe. Tony, man, this is – I still can't even believe that we're talking about this almost. That it happened. I was just thinking yesterday when I woke up, or maybe it was even this morning. I think it was this morning. I was like, man, it's time for, I need some news. I need something to think about. So you either yeah. be mad yeah. about, be excited about. It was last week was a quiet, was arguably the quietest week you're going to have in NFL in the NFL. I mean, look, there were no stories last week. And so Barely thank you for bringing us back to life. Can we, can we, how are we just all missing the most important storyline of all of this? Are we not looking forward to the Darnold to Arnold connection? Oh, I saw somebody oh, in the comments say that. It's the Darnold, Darnold, Darnold. to Darnold. <laughs> Darnold to D. Arnold. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this is when the Carolina Panthers trade back at eight and their trade partner is the New York Jets. <laughs> Wow. Man, and we'll be like this. You got it. You owe us a lot. We gave you a lot for Sam Darnold, so come correct. 100%, man. Uh, you know, a lot of guys are talking about uh, Penny Soul and Rashawn Slater in the chat. Um, and, you know, I, I did want to uh, pinpoint this other comment, if I can um, find it here. This is, this is it. Brandon Anderson says, if anything – this at least keeps Panther fans excited and turn and tuned in like we were when we picked up Teddy last year. I wasn't necessarily excited when we picked up Teddy last year, but one of the things I can definitely say is this, Tony. You know, one of the good things about today is if there was a real scenario in which we weren't able to secure the quarterback via draft or trade, and that we were just gonna have to go with whatever was available and kind of be forced to go best player available when neither the fans nor the organization wanted to start another year with Teddy Bridgewater under center. Now it really changes everything because now in that would have been the worst season ever in the history of our the worst. It would have been a miserable show. And it's at a time when the morale of Panther fans really has never been lower because really, I mean, going from, you know, Cam Newton coming off a ton of injuries, then how they let him go, then Teddy Bridgewater being so uh, resounding of a disappointment. Like the Panthers needed something to hold on to for this next season, or else it was going to be another long year where a lot of of the fans would be hoping that we were going to lose anyway because they wanted to draft a quarterback that year because we weren't able to do it this year. Now it gives us an opportunity to not only go best player available, but now we have hopes on what the Panthers are going to do next year, no matter who we come away with. We are going to be able to see uh, Scott Fitterer have his first full draft where he doesn't have to be forced into picking one position over the other. They can let the board fall to them and build around a quarterback or draft a quarterback should they have the chance. It opens up so many possibilities for us. There's no way that I'm not excited for the 2021 NFL season. I have a question for you, and that is, what does this tell us about the attitudes and temperature, or or I don't know how I'm trying to phrase it, 
perspective of David Tepper and Matt Rule about what they're trying to do in the near future versus the long term. I understand that they brought Matt Rule, they gave him a long term deal, and they said that this isn't going to be built in a day. But we saw mounting and mounting frustration from David Tepper, right? And it, it was funneled to the quarterback position. I would argue that Matt Rule even looked frustrated at the end of the GM process and some things as he looked, you know, I don't know how to read. I'm trying to read body language and stuff. Right. But but one other caveat is we tried to trade for Matt Stafford. Yeah. This, what this tells me is that this team doesn't want to suffer through another year of, of rebuild. Even, yeah. And even maybe – and uh, I've been talking with Andy Massey a lot on Twitter and in the Discord and different things with different people. He kept saying, and Bill Bose has said that he didn't think that the Panthers were high enough on guys outside of Trevor Lawrence and uh, Zach Wilson yeah. to actually trade up for. So if that argument does ring true, if the idea is you trade up for that and it's still a timeline of where you think it's really going to work out, it seems like the Panthers wanted a more accelerated timeline with bringing in potentially Matt Stafford now uh, with a Sam Darnold. What do you think this tells us that David Tepper and Matt Rule think about this team at this point? I think they're in a win-now mode, in my opinion. Yeah, Hassan Reddick, this has been a very exciting offseason for the Carolina Panthers. And the only thing that kept us from saying that was the quarterback Hank of funk we were in. Yeah, uh, you know what it tells me? That the Panthers were wanting to be able to go in this draft and take best player available and, and really not going into the kitchen hungry. And, you know, knowing that we almost traded for Stafford. And, you know, I mean, listen, if if the Rams didn't come in and sweep Matthew Stafford away from us, we would have had him. Yeah, Matthew Stafford would be a Carolina Panther now. That was our yep. first choice over they everything. The, Detroit would have had the seventh and the eighth pick. Yeah. Dude, oh, no, no, wait, maybe they, did they get the seventh pick? They might have gotten the seventh pick for the Rams. Um, you know, no, they were, no, uh, no, no, the Rams were good last year. Yeah, uh, but my, my, my main point in saying that is that the Panthers, they weren't real – so. You know, if we're not picking in the top two, like you said, what Bill Volt was mentioning, if we weren't in the running for um, uh, Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence, then we weren't necessarily sold on the fact that Justin Fields or Trey Lance were to be able to come in and beat out Teddy Bridgewater right away. Right away. Now, Which, yeah, I have one problem with this, Cody. The only thing that I don't buy about the Bill Volt talk and the only thing that I am uh, a little bit of kind of just hesitant is what is up with the overly quick coronation of Zach Wilson as the consensus number two? Is he really that far ahead of a Justin Fields? And I think that almost there is a little group think on this. And I, I would argue that these teams, if you're that in love with Zach Wilson, you're not doing your own due diligence and looking at, these other perfect persons as well. And I'm not trying to say, take anything away from Zach Wilson, but look, he was even the, the, the team starter going into this season. I don't if I'm right, if I'm correct, it's like he had an ascendancy that's very similar to Joe Burrows 
Nobody thought he was there. And all of a sudden, he's a dude. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I do have, I think, but I understand this, is if there's, I, I almost think there's questions moving to two. And here, and if, if, if there are, if those guys, if Bill both and them are right, what does that tell us about then what the San Francisco 49ers did? Are they misevaluating the third pick? Uh, I'm telling you, listen, you don't think that Matt Jones can go number three? Keep in mind. Keep in mind. You say that, but this is the same NFL that saw Mitch Trubisky go ahead of Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes and saw Daniel Jones drafted in the top 10 when he didn't have anywhere near a first round evaluation playing at Duke. So stranger things have happened, man. But we think more highly of John Lynch and Cal Shanahan. Yes, definitely. Um, To answer your question about Zach Wilson, uh, listen, CK can kind of vouch for this. He joined me on that film room session uh, that we did that you can check out on this channel right now. Uh, We did a film review breaking down Zach Wilson and listen, man, his, throws that he's able to make off platform and on the run and still be able to fit the ball in a tight window down the football field. I mean, it's really unprecedented. The film really does kind of speak for itself in that way. And listen, that's why if, if the Jets weren't sold on how good of a prospect Zach Wilson is, they're they're not going to get rid of their contingency plan. And Sam Darnold, the guy that they've been grooming for, you know, yeah. the past three years that they know that they have on a uh, a fifth round, uh, a fifth round, uh, drawing a blank here, the, um, what's it called? The uh, fifth round option. Uh, yeah, the fifth round, the fifth year option. They, they were in the position to do the same thing that the Panthers were and that they could have rolled with Sam Darnold, put a better coach around them, with they, which they did in Robert Sala, rebuild the offensive line, get them some more weapons. And, you know, that Jets team with a bunch of picks and a bunch of money, they wouldn't have been too far away from building a competitive football team. Yet even still, they were able to look at Zach Wilson and say, yeah, dude, this guy is everything you want from the quarterback position and then some. So I really don't blame them for uh, for deciding to sit pat, uh, sit back at number two. I'm willing to bet that the 49ers or maybe even the Panthers attempted to trade up to number two yeah, to try and get him. And then the Jets just tell everybody, hey, bro, you can piss off. We're going to take yeah. our guy at number two because that's our player of the future. Yeah, yeah I, mean, no. I, I think you're right. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think that was a part of this. And then it was like it started out as a phone call of what do we need to do to get the number two pick? And then they were like, we're not giving up the number two pick. All right, let's take Darnold. Like, we'll take Darnold. We just, that was our only option. I mean, they probably shot their shot knowing they probably weren't going to have a shot at getting Darn or getting that number two pick. But, uh, I mean, right now, the good news, if, if you're a Panthers fan, is we have drafts to look forward to for the next three years, right? Like, we, if we had traded for the number two pick, we would have given up three first round draft picks, including this year's, um, next year's, and the year after. It'd be nice for a good, you know, uh, for a Zach Wilson type player, but. You know, in all reality, we now have the we we don't have that risk of saying we gave up too much for a quarterback that can yeah. be mediocre, right? This We've taken a, that risk this off is the a table. Gamble. This is a gamble, but it's not at the risky level that you were uh, that the other would have been. Yeah, exactly. So let me ask you this: Does Teddy Bridgewater get traded? No, his. I mean, I think 
I think they're going to try. The only way he trade he gets traded is if we agree to eat part of his uh, his uh, contract. I uh, think at we least... do, no matter what, because I think that what I learned this year with trades, because I thought that these people moving around all of a sudden would open up the books, but the guaranteed money of Teddy Bridgewater's contract would still be paid by the Carolina Panthers. So they would only have to pick up his salary like yeah. uh, for that year. Now, uh, just mad shout out my boy, Jay Cryer. Love you, brother. Yeah. Uh, you know, um... But yes, he's gone for anything. He's gone for anything. It's just, it's either, uh, I mean, Will Greer, you, I mean, you think who's actually, who has a better chance of being on this team next year, Will Greer or Teddy Bridgewater? Will Greer. Yeah, Will Greer, I think, has a better chance of being on the team next year than uh, than Teddy Bridgewater. But again, yeah. that's a that's a mistake from the past, uh, from Mario Herney's past mistakes that we're still paying for. The fact that he was yeah, never able to get left- the starting job. But my thing is this: Do we really think that no one, you know, that no one is going to want to trade at least a third round pick? For Teddy Bridgewater, not for his I mean, contract. Ooh, no. Name the team. Maybe Cincinnati if they're worried about Joe Burrow's recovery time. But who's the team? Yep. Um, didn't uh, didn't Pittsburgh sign Jameis? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Jameis is still uh, with New who, Orleans. Who went there? Did anybody sign with Pittsburgh? No, just Ben. I think he's no. Out there. Ben I know that Ben took less money, so maybe yeah. there. Maybe you're sitting there. But I mean, you're really talking about a backup quarterback, right? Yeah, I mean, 100. percent Nobody's yeah. going to give a third for Teddy Bridgewater. I, be, I, I would laugh if we got. I, I would be floored if we got more than a fifth. The only way here's the thing, and here's I could see a scenario where this exists even is where we try to trade him. Nobody wants to trade for his for his contract, and you know, I mean, that that's just to be honest about it. They're not going to give up a draft pick. So the only scenario I see is where they get an extra draft pick on top of him that's better than the draft pick we we uh, we get in return. So like we would trade him for a sixth round draft pick and have to give up a fourth round draft pick in the midst of it. So like we would be uh, losing on a multiple salary dump. A salary yeah. dump. That's all that would be is a salary dump. One hundred percent. Man, that that sad. contract just that, that that's the the contract is the most terrible part. It was such an overpay. For everyone, a one-year deal. It should have been a one-year, thirteen, twenty-five million dollar deal. Pay to play. For every single person that tried to uh, come in and uh, you know say that Mario Herney was a changed man and he wasn't overpaying players anymore. Dude, it was such bullshit, man. We're not even going to be able to offload this guy this season. Because of the contract, I guarantee well, you, some team. Shame on Matt Rule, Joe Brady, and our, our owner, just yeah, for much, letting it for happen. Allowing, yes, yeah, like I don't want. If you got a drunk uncle and he's over there hitting on somebody's wife, and he gets punched in the face, is it his fault? Yeah, but you knew it was his drunk uncle, your drunk uncle, that should have been reeled in. Yeah, 100%. Like, you're David Tepper. You're the owner. You're the guy with the brass balls on your table. Use those brass balls. And listen, uh, I'm not going to come down too hard on them because I think that they use their brass balls. And listen, I made the, I said this on the podcast a few weeks ago that uh, Sam Darnold being our brick glass in case of emergency quarterback, that the Panthers needed to be in talks 
with the Jets that we needed to inquire about the number two pick in the draft. And if they weren't willing to come off of it, we needed to be ahead of everyone else on the Sam Darnold trade. And that did take balls. It took balls to do it now. But, and I really want to, I said it before, but I want to drive home the point again. No matter what happens in the draft, we have reason to be excited about Panthers yeah, football next season. Yeah, yeah, yes. you have a possibility of being better. Uh, my point that I want to make about uh, David Tepper and, and these guys is I, are, I, I believe that Teddy Bridgewater was a miscalculation that, that's a count that everybody at the Carolina Panthers front office is, is responsible for, including Joe Brady, Matt Rule, David Tepper, Marty Herney. But if yeah. there's anything that is nice to see about what's happening here in this moment, is this, someone told me this when they were talking about hiring people at a business. They said, be fast to fire, slow to hire. And that is, you don't rush a hire, you take your time and you get the right guy. Yes. But when you know somebody is fucking your shit up, cut bait. And so, you know what? The Carolina Panthers, despite making a mistake, are cutting bait and moving on. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, okay. There are still some people in our chat that are not very happy about the Sam Donald pick. And I'm not going to come down on them because, uh, but before today, none of us were very high on Sam Donald. So let's, let's do this, right? Let's try and keep an open mind. And let's be reasonable about some of our concerns, right? Okay, it's going to be a problem if we go into the season and we still see that Sam Darnold is having problems identifying coverages, um, having problems making checks at the line, identifying blitzes, um, being able to make sure his offensive line can pick up those blitzes, um, you know, knowing uh, his, his timing has been off in New York. There are times when he would just throw a ball right into double coverage and just either he didn't know where the play was supposed to go or the receiver ran the wrong route or man just straight up said, fuck it, I'm going to throw it down there. I hope something good happens, you know? And there was a lot of that on his film. So what do we say to the people who are like, look, you know, don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. I've seen the man play on film. Talk about... Adam Gase, all you want, but at the end of the day, the man didn't. The, the, the man, yeah, the man made a bunch of bad decisions, and and didn't play well, and threw a ton of bad footballs into double double coverage. What do we say to those people? I know what yeah. I say, but what do y'all I, say? I say the same thing that I, we said last year about Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, like when we signed Teddy Bridgewater. There was a lot of positives that came along with it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I just, I, I think that it's, it's not, it's unfortunate to, you know, make the assumption immediately that we're not going to be able to be successful with, uh, with Sam Darnold. But I also understand the hesitation because it wasn't until today that we made the decision, oh, we'll give him a shot, right? We want, we want him on the team. And it's, it's a lot of bias, right? Because he's a Panther now. We have to be kind of positive. Last year, we had to be somewhat positive with with Teddy Bridgewater. So I think we're in the same boat. We've got to try. We've got to let at least see what he has in the tank. The difference here is Teddy Bridgewater was a 32 overall pick. Sam Darnold was a number three overall pick. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater 
had like didn't even have the same quality of and that's that's saying something he didn't have the numbers that sam darnold had in his best year um except for maybe this year he might have done some things but that's you know again relative if you want to look at it from that perspective but i think that i, I think you you've got to have some optimism because you realize that there was a guy who li- who was in an organization that was inept his confidence was already broken and they did nothing to help him. Like he had no quarterbacks coach for three years is what we were, we just read, right? He had nobody to teach him how to do this. He is 23. He's almost 24. He is younger than Joe Burrow. Yeah. And, and Joe Burrow, you guys got to keep in mind, until he got the right coaching, until he got the right coach, and he wasn't looked at as a quality quarterback. He was looked at like a fifth or sixth round quarterback. May, uh, maybe. Maybe, maybe even maybe, undrafted. Even, even at that, right? And and to piggyback off of that a little bit before we pass the mic to Tony, shout out to CJ. As we keep mentioning Joe Brady, let's not forget we had a damn good quarterback coach this offseason who coached up Matthew Stafford and Deshaun Watson. I trust he can work with Donald. I think that's a great point, too, especially when you hear Jet fans coming here and saying that the man never had a quarterback coach. It was just Adam Gase teaching him terrible bullshit the whole way. So, um, you, you know, and uh, so, Tony, let, let me ask you, what, now, um, what would you say to those fans that are still like, no, this doesn't do shit for us. He's an inaccurate quarterback, takes too many chances. What, what, would, what would you say to someone with those criticisms and concerns? All right, so my first question Forty-five out. touchdowns in his career so far. Is that right? Um, you were cutting down on that, but uh, I think you said oh, someone. Can you hear me now? Somebody was trying to call me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I hear you now. Okay, somebody was actually trying to call me. I hope it wasn't the internet service provider asking to come fix it at six seventeen. I doubt it. Um, how many career touchdowns has he thrown? Forty-five, I think. I would almost say there might be a chance that he has just as many career touchdowns as Teddy Bridgewater. And isn't, I mean, look, if Teddy threw what 15 last year and it was his most, if 14 in his best season ever, you're at 30 there. He was hurt a bunch of years. I would be, how many career touchdowns does Teddy Bridgewater? Someone look it up in the chat. Um, The second thing is this, I think is at, at very worst, it's a lateral move. At, at worst, right? right? At worst, your your quarterback is holding you back still, right? Um, the Carolina Panthers found a way, though, to get more than four wins last year with Teddy Bridgewater. So we've seen what four wins is. Um, and I think this gives you an opportunity for a higher upside. And I love the idea that now we don't have to be forced and painted into a corner in the draft. Um, Dave Gettleman continued, he always said this, is that um, you don't, you set up, you use free agency to set up the draft. So you don't have to draft for need and you don't feel comfortable about it. The worst thing, and this is why people didn't want the Panthers to trade Cody, is because they just thought, man, you're forcing the issue so much. This gives you an opportunity to play, to slow play it. You know what? All right. So if we get four fucking wins and we know it's and, and it's Sam Darnold, guess what? Now we're going to have a bunch of money next year when free agency comes around. I think we're like we're for the first time ever. We're kind of expected to be one of those teams that we've always envied. 
there would be an opportunity to potentially go get a free agent like Russell Wilson or do something for Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if they will be free agents that year. Or, hey, maybe you're thinking about it in the draft. I think that this the age, the upside, and, I, and if you're Sam Darnold, a team voted for you. Yeah. Someone, a girl called you up and said, I want to go on a date with you when you've been turned down and made fun of by people for the last two years. Yeah. So uh, I think this is that, you know, I think the upside on this is far more than it could have ever been with Teddy Bridgewater. And some people may think that that is just completely uh, rose-colored glasses. But I think that the ceiling on, on Teddy Bridgewater was the problem. Yeah. Um, I, listen, I, I agree with just about everything that you just said. I wanted to highlight this comment uh, in the chat because I think that this was a fantastic point that we haven't even mentioned yet. Uh, we definitely got this year's Ryan Tannehill uh, that has previous chemistry with Robbie. And that's a player that we haven't mentioned yet that's very relevant to this situation because the Ryan Tannehill that played for the Miami Dolphins is not the guy that you're looking at chucking the ball around up there for the Tennessee Titans. Mm-mm. I mean, that and the Robbie was... Anderson and the Robbie Anderson you saw playing for the Carolina Panthers is not the Robbie Anderson you saw in New York. And thank God he turned into a possession receiver. Imagine if he was only a downfield threat like some of us thought he would be and how what his numbers would have looked like last year. And one other point to that, Cody, is that don't forget, Matt Rule was in the running for the New York Jets job. Yes, he true. was comfortable taking over a team with Sam Darnold at the helm. Oh, at a fantastic early. point, Tony. Great point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Matt Rule was 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 it the Jets or the Giants that Matt Rule was trying to go the to? The Giants was the year like that we were going we after got, him. Yeah. But the year but before, he, I think the Jets had an opportunity. Right. Yeah. With, yeah. They chose Gase over top of him. Because so, I don't know if Gase was. I don't even know if Sam Darnold was Gase pick. Um, Tony, I want to answer your question from earlier. He wasn't. He the, had Todd Bowles on the team. When, uh, when this is the difference between Teddy Bridgewater, 53 touchdowns, 36, 36 interceptions versus Sam Donald's 45 touchdowns to 39 interceptions. So, again, those numbers are a bit misleading, but in almost half and less than half the They're time. Not. Yeah, less than half the yeah, time. Less than half the time. Donald has only, uh, almost as many touchdowns as Teddy Bridgewater does. And he missed eight games with Mono or something that one year. Can we talk about something real quick? Because, like, I think this is important. On a team that is the Jets, to have people still coming in here from the Jets who are saying they wish he was, they hope he does well, that he is still a good quarterback, he's a gym. I mean, I think that speaks to something, guys. I mean, I know that, that there's there might be some people that are similar to Teddy Bridgewater lovers who just really love Teddy Bridgewater so much that, that he can do no wrong. Maybe the same thing with, with uh with uh Sam Darnold, but I don't I mean like the majority of people popping in here are 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 people that are are, are fans of the, the Jets and they're saying that you guys got a good one here. Like I I I think you've got to be encouraged when you see that from a fan base that is synonymous for throwing people under the bus too quickly. So can I be I think, honest? I think to be fair, I think too is I think the Jets fans can want to have moved on from uh Sam Darnold. Yeah and believe he got screwed at the same time. I don't yeah. think yes. those positions have to 
to fight with each other. Both yeah. can be true. Is that you're at number two. This is a prime opportunity. We're worried about the long-time prospects to the sake of it. But we also know that we were a contributing factor in this failure. Yeah, uh, Tom, New York City says he's a great dude, loves Sam. And listen, to me, that kind of seems like what it is. If you're a Jets fan, at one point in time, he was the third pick in the draft. I mean, you're picking number two right right, right now. It's like they had a top three pick at quarterback. And remember, I mean, let's not uh, do the revisionist history thing here. I remember everyone was pretty much unanimous in believing that Sam Darnold was the most pro-rated quarterback coming out of that draft, ahead of Josh Allen, ahead of Lamar Jackson, ahead of Baker Mayfield. And yeah, what was the really, order that year? What was the Baker order Mayfield, that year? Uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, Baker Mayfield, number one, Saint, Saquon Barkley, number two, Sam, Sam Darnold, Darnold, number, number three, three. Josh number, Rosen was after that, right? Uh, uh, Rosen, was Joe, like, Rosen was five. Rosen was five because Lamar Jackson was six. But not six in the draft, but the sixth quarterback taken. So yeah, it was... I don't, I don't remember the entire order. I just wonder what quarterbacks went around. You know, it was, Baker yeah. Mayfield. That was Baker, Baker Mayfield, Mayfield Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh jo- Allen. Josh Allen went seven, I think. Yeah, yeah, Josh Either. Allen. That, and those were trade-ups. Like, you know, the Bills traded up for Josh Allen um, and then Lamar Jackson. Um, and, and the reason that I like this move a lot better than moving up in the draft is if you look at the, the Pat McAfee show – um, which if you guys don't watch it is it's hilarious, but also very informative and a different viewpoint than most networks, similar to what we do. Um, they, they had a graphic up showing the last 10 years of first round draft pick quarterbacks. How many of them are on the team that they started with when they were drafted? Yeah. Most of them are not a single one up other than the last three years are right. still on the teams that they were drafted by. Not a single one. In the past Man. ten years, other than the past three years, has, has is still on the same team. But see, even no I don't like doing knowing that. what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. I, I I want to remind this: is the idea that we just think that just because these people have titles beside their names knows that that they're that they're so well more well informed. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say I'm trying to be a GM or nothing. But sometimes we just go, we just say, oh, they know best, and I that doesn't necessarily say that. I wonder this to any Jets fan that we still have lingering in our chat room. By the way, shout out to y'all, man. Still 296 people strong on YouTube. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe. We appreciate you hanging out with us on this impromptu reaction video. But to any uh to any Jets fans that we might still have lurking in our chat, are there any amongst you that think that the Jets made the wrong move here? Is there anyone uh, up in New York that's willing to think or, you know, I realize it's probably the minority because most fans right. are like us. They're able to see what Zach Wilson is able to do and is on a longer, cheaper contract than Sam. Yeah, and you yeah. got it too. You got right, it too. Yeah. When, yeah, everybody, yeah, yeah. when the rumors yeah. were that nobody would give more than a low third for him. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So basically my question is like, is there any, uh, you know, Jets fans out there that kind of feels like man Sam got the raw end of the stick and if it goes to Carolina and balls out and starts chucking the football downfield and looks really good then maybe they might end up regretting this uh, at, at one point in time you know uh, and you know obviously they're hoping that's not what happens but man if if Sam Darnold is able to have anything close 
to a Ryan Tannehill kind of turnaround, man, that this is the most worth it trade uh, that we possibly could have made, man. Yeah. I, I mean, well, it's a win-win. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. For everybody. That's what I was about to say. I don't think anybody lost this trade, right? Yeah. At least in the current environment, if you look at it from the outside looking in, this this is a a very clear win-win for everybody. The Jets. See, the difference here, and this is where I think that we made the right choice, instead of trading up, giving away three first-round draft picks to trade up for a quarterback, the Jets were already in a position to get their next quarterback, period. They were already there. They didn't have to give up the farm. They were able to be able to just get the guy that they want from here on out, especially with the fact, and they talked about it in in the chat, so I can't remember who it said, but especially with the fact that Sam Darnold's fifth-year option is coming up, uh, and then, obviously, the money situation. So now they have a brand-new rookie quarterback. It was the best thing for them. They're not going to have an opportunity like this again if they were to sign Darnold for a while, right? Um, and so, whereas we didn't want to give up uh, the farm to move up to number two or number three and, and get a guy who isn't necessarily you know, going to work out, who has just as much upside as anybody else in the draft, you know, or as, as even Sam Darnold possibly could, depending upon the coaching, I think you guys got to keep in mind, Joe Burrow is a prime example of why you need to focus on Sam Darnold. And I'm telling you this because when you have good coaching, they, they Joe Burrow is older than Sam Darnold, and he just became a really good quarterback last year or the year before, right? Because he had a great coach to help him get to over that slump. I think we just need to get him a great coach, one that's going to trust him to do what he needs to do. And you don't think he's going to come over here with confidence? With more on one side, a yes. receiver that he has chemistry with on the other, with uh, with Robbie Anderson, and then CMC in the back, and who knows who we get in the draft? If and we got a first time in three years of his life, he's excited. And yeah. we have said that the best thing about this te- this coaching staff is we believe in their ability to teach. Yeah, and by the way, I want to pinpoint some comments in the chat here. Uh, we actually did find a fan. Joshua Rivera says, I'm a Jets fan, and for sure we blew it. There's so much talent in this draft, and to waste it on a mediocre quarterback is painful. Okay, wow. he's, a, he's a part of the fringe, but there are a lot of uh, people that think that, Sam, marks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that uh, Zach Wilson is the next Mitchell Trubisky. I'm not sure that wow. I see that, but hey, I asked for opinions and, and they give them to him. I, think I this do is- believe that there's been a very quick coronation of Zach Wilson, and I'm in love with him too. So I would love for the Panthers to take him. But how many times have we seen the? Yeah, I don't know. Is that, I just the Justin Field hate right now is so weird to me. Yeah. This is for a guy that didn't. I like Trey Lance more than Justin Fields, but I feel like the nonchalantness all of a sudden. Of people are paying towards Justin Fields after he's continued to work out well, right? He's obviously healthy enough to hold his pro day and things like that. Yeah, I, I I just can't get over it. So you know what? If the Panthers are there at eight and Justin Fields is there and they pick him, I ain't gonna be mad. And I think that this is probably a comment that's indicative of what most Panther f- or Jets fans feel. Uh, this, is Jet, uh, this is James Henry, Jets fan through and through. I think Sam would have been better under Coach Rule. Uh, uh, however, his contract's running out, and it's just because of a new coach and a new contract to go for Wilson. And it I don't blame it. Yeah. It, 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 make, it makes sense for them. It makes sense for us. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a – like I said earlier, we needed to be able to know 
that we could fall back on Sam Darnold as a backup plan because at worst, it's a restoration project. You're trying to rejuvenate the career of Sam Darnold and betting that you have the coaching staff and the perimeter players to help him do that, right? But And if you are, okay. It is still a restoration. So that's why I said uh, break, uh, break glass in case of emergency. Now, we don't have to worry about not being able to even secure Sam Darnold if we miss out on a quarterback in the draft. Like, we would hate to miss on a quarterback and then Sam gets shipped off to some other football team. So, yeah, we were not wanting no one, none of the fans who have a, a real IQ for football and the organization themselves were not willing to go into 2021 with Teddy Bathwater under center. And no, thank God. No, and that's why you'll be lucky to get more than a six for him, I think. Uh, I think if you're a Jets fan and you don't like this, then really what you should be saying is that you should have traded with San Francisco, right? Is you should have been the one that made that, that, that pulled off that, tra- that trade. If there's so much talent, this and that. So is it, you can't have both. You can't have the second pick and want to keep it there. And the other thing that's interesting, so interesting here, is that you know the Jets were the front runner for Trevor Lawrence. It was them yeah. when they fucked up and they lose this game and all of a sudden Jacksonville. It was their how, to lose. How awesome, though, is it if you're the Jets right now that you feel confident enough that you missed out on Trevor Lawrence and you still in the game with Zach Wilson? That's a, I mean, that's the crazy thing about this. Zach Wilson's ascendancy has been, is, is like that of Joe Burrow. It's just been yeah. a rocket ship. And to the fact that he is more exciting to talk about than Trevor Warren. Yeah, with how fast it came on the scene and him being yeah, such yeah. A, hot, a hot commodity. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely understand. Oh, yes. This I, is what I want, baby. This is what James Henry is talking about. This is yeah. what I'm dying for. Dude, we had three, just think about this last year. We had DJ Moore, who what runs a four four? Probably. Um, wait, who, who? What player? D, DJ Moore. Yeah, four, DJ four, Moore. Nine. DJ Moore ran a four four uh, four four two as his combine. He was the slowest receiver out of all of our receivers last year. Curtis Samuel runs like a four three. Robbie Anderson runs like a four three, and we didn't have. But I don't even know if we had one pass. Oh, there was that one pass. He had a few, but they were all underthrown. Yes, and they were underthrown, but they were still barely bombed. Barely bombed, right? We didn't have one bomb last year. And you know what? We saw a year like that with Cam, and what do we all cry about? Oh, it's the deep field. You know, people were crying about that in 2017 when he hurt his shoulder, and he was jumping, he was an MVP candidate. And people were like, oh, well, now he doesn't throw down the field. He has a 69% completion rate, but he doesn't throw down the field. We had an insane receiving core last year. Three guys still got a 1,000 yards, right, or close of it. And we didn't even have a deep field threat. How is that even possible? Yes, it really is. It's The the fact that Teddy Bridgewater was not able – to come away with a better stat line than what he did when you have those kinds of perimeter weapons. And, dude, look, I'll be damned. Tony, you and I have said this ad nauseum on the show. Our offensive line this past year, for as bad as it was, 
was better than it had been the previous two years under Heineke and Kyle Allen and a hurt Cam Newton. I mean, say what you want. And there I bet were, you did. It was way better than what the Jets had with Sam Darnold. Yes, I think so too. I really do think so too. And and, and again, uh, you know, based on what I've seen right now, this is a very deep class for offensive linemen. Yeah. Not only at the tackle position, but on the interior as well. There are some really good guys um, from some big-name schools that are going to be available to the Panthers later on in the draft. You know, if if yep. you put Sam Darnold with those weapons, and let's make sure that we continue to mention this, a chip on his shoulder. Sam Darnold yep. has something to prove now. He has a hurt. He went to New York, the biggest media market the in the world. The pressure yeah, is off, 100%. And uh, he's in a much smaller media market. Tony, I don't have to tell you how much more forgiving the, the Charlotte the, media. We're the nicest fans yeah, around. Yeah, we, we have the nicest media people. Maybe they Jacksonville. Mind their Maybe Jacksonville is nicer. Yeah, man. But listen, it's a small market team. He has a chip on his shoulder. He has a badass receiving cord that we're probably going to add some depth to at some point in time. We just signed a guy that ran a four three four at his pro day. Yeah. I mean, now we really do have pieces around him. And Sam Darnold might come in with his, you know, with his clothes on fire, just this is red, the most red, ready to burn. He's ever been on. It's yeah. The most hey, Cody, track down Brandon's comment about Greg Little. We need to talk about this. Okay. Now, but but you're right. Is that that Sam Darnold? This is why it's a win win for everybody. Is if there is a it, it, it would just been a hard road to hoe for Sam Darnold to turn his career around in New York. But you bring him in to a coaching staff who has really demonstrated a lot of capability. And Joe Brady, who after his first year in an, uh, in an NFL, I, I had concerns about him being the guy that led, led everything. And, and not because I don't think he's good. You know, it's just that he's so young. It doesn't have enough experience to be the manager type. He did this in COVID. In COVID, yeah. with no like all of a sudden you're going to get a coaching staff that has a year under their belt under more normal circumstances with a player who has the physical talent and is in needing of this moment. It's perfect. Go back to that comment. What did it say? Oh yeah, the, uh, the Brandon uh, uh, comment. Let me pull it, it back basically up. Basically said it said this. It said yeah, no, that. I got it. I got it. It says, "How do you feel about this offense if Greg, Greg Little plays to his potential?" With CMC, DJ, Robbie, uh, Moore, and Kyle Pitts. So that's assuming that we draft Kyle Pitts. Before you answer, guys, I I've been saying this for a while. I think we need to kick Greg Little inside to guard and see if we can reinvent um, Greg Little's career on the interior. My maybe Greg Little, maybe Greg Little is packaged with Teddy Bridgewater and is part of a trade. Yeah, but I don't even know if we're in the position to get rid of any offensive linemen. Like you the fact that we've only had two years. You, you are if you pick one at eight. Just knowing that we need, yeah, but even still, knowing that we need to have depth, Um, you know, we're, we're going to need guys on the interior. He's a big body, six foot six, uh, 320 pounds. If he can get more aggressive at the point of attack, I like Greg Little inside. Make him become more physically dominant. I don't he's think he's built to play, to play guard. He's too tall to play guard. 
No, I've seen dudes six, 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 seven play the position before. You're right in that normally your tackles are the taller boys, but it's not like they can't do it. His arms are long like the Golden Gate Bridge. Like all that dude has to extend and punch, and he has an advantage on just about everyone in front of him. So he's I'm on a the believer. Block, bro. He's on the chopping block. The way this team talked him, the way they said he had a really great week of practice and then sat him the next week. Come on. He is not in. I don't think this team thinks highly of him. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not really ready to cut bait with him. Um, I think if he's, if he's on our team and he's still willing to put in the work, we need to try and get something out of him. Uh, I, I, want, I want to move him inside, maybe try and roughen him up a little bit, make him a little bit meaner. And also, you know, it, especially with the new excitement that we're talking about, there's a buzz around the Carolina Panthers right now. There's been a buzz around the Panthers all offseason. The fact that we've been connected to a Deshaun Watson trade and we're trying to move up for a quarterback and all these different things. The Panthers have been in the news cycle. And now because of this trade, people are going to be looking to the Panthers next year to see if Sam Darnold can rejuvenate his career. Like all of a sudden we're a team that even non-Panther fans are going to want to follow and keep track of. If you're Greg Little, how do you not want to also take this time to reinvent your career and make yourself better and be a part of this new thing that we have going on with a brand-new coaching staff, a brand-new GM, brand-new head coach? I, I just think we're not in a position to be cutting offensive linemen right now. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, releasing him is not – yeah, I don't think we release him, but if – if that's something that somebody needs to address on their team, we see how important linemen are. If there's an injury to another team, maybe we should start thinking, how can we get some assets for a guy that we just don't think is a great fit? But you're right, is that, look, is maybe it's premature to move on from him. Uh, but he really, look, Moten, he's not what Moten was. You know, Moten came into this league and played well the whole time, been available. Yeah, Little he just had, he's in a, on a team that's had injuries at position, has been, has been unable to crack into the starting lineup. And we're talking about a team that brought in Russell Okun on a trade from Trey Turner, and then Russell Okun gets hurt. And then on top of that, they go out and they um, go and get Cam Irvin. And is Cam Irvin going to play guard? Is he a contingency plan at left tackle? Zero percent of faith in in Greg Little at this point. I think he's fighting to be a role player on this team, and I do think maybe uh, a hungry another team with that's got a hungry need for an offensive line. Maybe we can find something there. Yeah, uh, I I really do uh, do like that point. I wanted to ask you this question. I wanted to ask this to both of you and to everyone in the chat. Uh, the factor one asks, would you guys have preferred Andy Dalton or Sam Donald? And I for see. me, the answer is pretty yeah. easily Sam Donald. Yeah. All yeah. I, I didn't mean, even yeah. like I didn't even like Andy Dalton when he was good. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> no. I, again, and here's the difference. Here's why I agree with that. I think I, I liked Andy Dalton as, you know, a potential Panther if we needed a Panther, like if we need somebody to come in. Um, and I think he can do really well for the Bears. I really do. I think they can they can compete. I think they can make it to the playoffs with their defense and and the offense that uh, that they're trying to build over there. I think they can still do some stuff. 
But I also think you have got what you've got with Andy Dalton. Like it isn't going to get better than he's ever had it. Like he has the potential to be a really good quarterback, a top 10 quarterback in this league if he's playing well. But those, like that is not his. Yeah, that, those days are past. Yeah. Those days are past. There's more chance of Cam Newton being a top 10 quarterback than Andy Dalton. For sure, I, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I think you've seen his best days, and Andy Dalton I think has a higher ceiling currently um, than than what Andy Dalton has. I mean, like and, I said, it's yeah, Sam Donald. Yeah, is and and here is we don't need another Teddy Bridgewater. We don't need a guy that's good enough to not start to to sit. You know, good enough good to make to sure sit. you don't draft a top quarterback. Yes, and yeah. uh, and bad enough to be a big part of the problem why you're not winning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And by the way, I did want to, um, before we uh, signed off here for the night, I wanted to make it a point to mention something. Um, for the Carolina Panthers, and longtime fans know this, what these guys do in the community and who they are off the field, it really means a lot to us. You know, we've had uh, one of the premier cultures in the NFL for a long time, and especially under Ron Rivera, we had one of the best locker rooms in the NFL. I mean, Jerry Allen, after being on the Vikings for so long, just spoke glowingly about the kind of atmosphere that we had in our locker room. And to that point, I want to mention this. And uh, uh, Holger Clatton kind of, uh, oh, I have, he's talking about something else. But uh, when Sam Darnold was drafted to the New York Jets, the first thing he did was go to a New York City children's hospital and took pictures with all the kids in the hospital. So I want everyone to know, like, we're dealing with a guy who is exemplary <laughs> of the kind of person and player that the Panthers want to be associated with. A guy that is dependable on and off the football field and can set a a precedent of starting to rebuild this culture. And that's a leadership thing to me also. You yeah. know, now that he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, he has to be able to come in here and lead by example, not come in like a guy that's trying to save his ass, but like a guy who's coming in here to be our franchise quarterback, to change the temperature, to do all the things that us fans have been saying Teddy Bridgewater is incapable of doing. And all of the evidence shows that he is that kind of person, both on and off the football field. And I feel like that's an important thing to touch on and, and talk about when we're discussing the kind of player that Sam Darnold is and what kind of mentality he's going to bring to the Carolina Panthers locker room. Love it. Yeah, yeah. happy. I'm happy. I mean, like, yeah. what's the? I've, I've like talked this. myself into being happy. You know, you're more. Let's just be honest. Is that you would have if we would have traded up to uh, somehow traded with the Bengals and put all of this, we would have had the weight and the burden of sacrificing the future, and then all that weight and burden would have been put on whatever draft pick we got. Yeah. This is a good uh, option for all parties involved. And we were just outside of where we needed to be. That was the problem. That was where we, that's why we were so fucking angry about that Washington game. Yeah. We didn't want to trade to be where we needed to be. 
And then, then we were like, well, are we going to get to where we need to be? This and that. You know what? Now we got a guy that has upside and a guy that's going to join a new. I mean, and, and look, listen, man, Panthers got some damn talent. We have some talent. There's excitement. Is this? Is that? At the very worst, he's going to be the worst part of the offense. And guess what? We had that last year with our quarterback. Yeah, we definitely had that last year. Uh, AKA Supreme Lita is in the chat room. He wants to know Tony and Cody. Oh, wow. Who's, buy, who's buying the jersey first? And I have to come clean. This is another uh, small criticism I have of Sam Darnold. I just think 14 is a terrible number. I just, I'm uh, not really a fan of 14. As maybe he'll bring in a number. new number. Yeah. Number? Nah, hey, I, probably... I'm, not, I'm not opposed to that. I mean, especially if he's looking at this like he's trying to reinvent his career. But I don't know. He's always had 14. But um, I'm open know. to the idea. I'm open to the idea. I tell you this, I'm far happier. And go back and look when we signed Teddy Bridgewater and see if my attitude today is brighter than it was on that day. But you can't and compare the, that. You can't compare you're right, that. The camp thing, the camp yeah. couple, you're right. The camp thing couple, that was what really tainted the whole thing. But, man, I'm glad. I just want to see a guy that can throw it 25 yards down the field. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to – I mean, does this not add an extra layer of, like, wanting to go to the games this year? Like, I mean, again uh, – yeah. Like, we're planning sure. on going to at least one, and that's the Patriots game, without question. We're going to be making a way to that one. Um, hopefully it's early enough in the season to where we know whether – we don't have any assumptions about Sam Darnold or anything like that. But, um, you know, we could, we're, we're going to be able to go and, and actually feel – I'm not going to say we're going to be confident, right? I mean, we don't know. We're going to be – there's a big question mark around it. I think we're optimistic, more optimistic than we were last year. For sure. Way more optimistic. Um, yeah. Uh, so to answer uh, the the question that uh, Supreme Leader asked, I am going. I am. Yeah, it'll probably be you. I want to at least wait and know that I'm buying a jersey of a player that will continue to be on the football team. So I want to see yes. him. <laughs> I, listen, listen, listen. I'm I want. It. Listen, I'm if, if my if if my words during this impromptu podcast are any indicator. I am on Sam Darnold's side, man. I'm pulling for this guy now. I want him to turn it around and be everything that he wasn't able to be for the New York Jets. That said, I'm still going to hold him to the same standard that I did Teddy Bridgewater. I was not a fan of Bridgewater, but I said Teddy Bridgewater deserves the right to go in there and make me shut the fuck up. But Teddy Bridgewater was never able to do that. Sam Sam Darnold, (laughs) Sam Darnold, has to be able to get in the game and prove that he can hit all the shots that Teddy Bridgewater was not hitting last year. Once he does that, man, I'll buy two of those motherfuckers, bro. I'm down for it, man. I want to see him prove it, and I think he will, man. I I, I think we have the perfect situation to turn around Sam Darnold, and it's going to be even better after this year's draft. Love it. Love, Love it. it. Boys, I think we about covered every uh <laughs> we from every aspect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we did. No, we, well, we still got we still got more time tomorrow night at nine PM. Don't worry, we're gonna have yeah. Scott Mason somewhere. He might be at as late as ten thirty as a guest. 
But um, and we would have answered some of these calls today, folks, if I had my computer at at a working disposal. And it happened all as we were setting the stream up that my internet like 15 minutes before. But we might have to just go all calls for the first hour tomorrow, Cody, because my phone has just been notification, notification that the cat calls line 252-228-5098 is, is alive. And there's a lot of feeling in there. There's a lot of feeling because I see transcripts. So I see curses. I see happiness. I see joy, joy for all of this. So look, join the Longest Running Panthers podcast. We're here every Tuesday night. You can find us on all the major podcasts. Apple, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, all of that. My name's Tony Dunn, a.k.a. The Professor. Follow me on Twitter, at cat underscore chronicles, right here. That's where we get things done. And also, check out our Discord chat, folks. The Discord channel is a place where fans get to interact with each other live as news and conversation is breaking all day, every day. The information should be in the show notes. It might not be in this show note, but it might. it's in our last video show notes. And I'll make sure I go get it in at some point in this video. I appreciate all the support. I appreciate the thumbs up, man. And I got to say, I'm just happy to think of a, a horizon that is bright. And and, yes. and maybe you say I'm rose-colored glasses when it comes to Sam Darnold. But for me, all the things had to be perfect around Teddy Bridgewater. And we weren't ever going to make that happen in enough time. And so at least this year, I think we have a larger competitive opportunity. Doesn't mean we're going to be good. Doesn't mean Sam Darnold's going to be great. But on day one, I'm going to be more optimistic about our potential. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, all of us were pretty realistic, even to the chagrin of a lot of Panther fans. We were not very optimistic about Teddy Bridgewater. And we were open and we were honest about that. It, it wasn't just Cam Newton. It was Teddy Bridgewater, the player, right? So we're giving you guys our honest opinion here. And when you hear us talking about Sam Donald, we're not just putting on rose-colored glasses. Like, we're actually looking at the potential for there to be something really good here and, and to be able to rejuvenate a player that never had a quarterback coach, never really had good weapons, never had a good offensive line, was just in a terrible position to begin with. So much of these quarterbacks and their success just depends on where they get drafted. I mean, and if be- it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If you if you if you would have traded up and did everything like yeah, it's two years. Forty nine is You have to find five. You have to give it five years. You have to. You can't give up on it before your trade picks are gone. Like yeah, if you if you traded three years of picks, you at least need to give the experiment three years. The worst that happens is this doesn't work, and we are either next year looking at something or the year after looking at it. The best thing is that we're starting to talk at the end of this year or maybe even sometime early in 2022 should we be extending Sam Darnold. That's the best opportunity. The worst is, hey, we don't like Sam Darnold anymore. Yeah, it's just two years, two years. Um, Yeah, CK, man, why don't you go ahead and tell them how they can find you online. Uh, Yeah, you can find me anywhere pretty much uh, under the Code Dizzle Allen name um i stream on facebook.gg i do stream on twitch from time to time again it's code dizzle allen um i'm on twitch instagram uh all the all the socials out there tiktok go uh check out my stuff and uh you know of course i'm here every tuesday night with the boys uh 
kind of talking about the the Panthers and any news that comes up. But also, if there is no news, uh, like last week, we just talk about the team. And it's every Tuesday night. So if you guys are looking for something, definitely do that. Now, we have a lot of Jets fans in the chat tonight. I know that. And you guys might want to tune in tomorrow night, being that we have some of your people on uh, for the show. So keep that in mind. Play Like a Jet is the, is the podcast. Yeah. You got it from the podcast. Yeah. So that's that. Who They're going to be coming on. We're going to be talking a little bit of Darnold with them, guys. So just make sure you put that in your clocks. It's going to be 9 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night. 100%. And by the way, shout out to Tyrone Best. We love you, brother. We love all of you, man. Everyone that's in the chat room, everyone that's coming, talking about some Panthers football, we love doing this. And we're going to keep on doing this and try and build this C3 community. We love you guys. Hit the like and subscribe button. Hit the notification bell for when we go live. You can find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. I'm the Carolina Panthers analyst at drafttech.com, where you can find full written comments for the first and second round picks for the Carolina Panthers, so be sure and check that out. Hit me up on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. I've been um, uh, breaking down a ton of draft content on my Twitter and here on this channel. So if you're into film room sessions, studying some of the top players in this year's draft. I was going to do one today, and I was in the midst of deciding what player it was going to be on when the news broke and your boys had to come on here and uh, and do a real quick reaction show. Uh, but, yeah, um, tomorrow I'll probably go live and do a film room session uh, a little earlier. Maybe some Rashawn Slater. Maybe even a Sam Darnold film review might be in order to check out what the Panthers just uh, just traded for. So subscribe. I got, uh, NFL 22. I got the NFL film package, dude. Dope. Dope, dope. We'll, we'll figure out some cool shit, and we'll do a, a, a Sam Darnold film review for the channel. But thank you to everyone that uh, tuned in. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. We'll be live tomorrow night, 9 p.m. sharp, talking about the Carolina Panthers. Peace and love, baby. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.